to Telling the Tale, the podcast in which we are going to play through every single one of the, uh, can we call a company late? Like the way that sometimes people call dead people the late so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can. They did rise from the grave. Oh, damn, Dustin. That was clean. <laughs> so I'm Mitchell Wolf, and I'm a host. That was Dustin Jackson. He's also a host. Hello. Uh, and <laughs> if you haven't got it through context clues, today we're finally ripping the Band-Aid off. No, that's what you say when it's a bad thing. Uh, what's the good version of that? We're jumping into it. We're, we're jumping we're right in. We're finally putting the Band-Aid on. <laughs> Uh, It's been a long time coming, but the transition from Telltale's older point-and-click style to their, uh, I I was going to say current, but no, Uh, their later narrative choice style of adventure game happens now, officially, with the first episode of the first season of Telltale's The Walking Dead. Episode Woo! one, a new day, released uh, released rather on April twenty fourth, two thousand twelve. Directed by Sean Vanneman and Jake Rodkin, and written by Sean Vanneman as well. Dustin, yes. Let, let's uh, let's not beat around the bush. This episode's pretty good. I yeah, it it's great. I I uh, this is like my fifth or sixth time playing it ever i know um yeah i played it multiple times but this is your first time mm-hmm. playing it yeah and and you liked it you said it was pretty good it was really strong in, in a way that like jurassic park when we we talked about it last week obviously um it is the same style as this but it's so so below the par that this game sets and, yeah, uh, it, it feels fully realized. Yeah, it feels fully realized in a way that I don't exactly understand how that happened. Uh, like <laughs> right, how that like Jurassic. Happened. Jurassic Park was right before this, right? Yeah, it was like six months before this. Yeah, that I guess they had a lot of time to look at feedback and really uh, analyze how to make it good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I gotta come clean. I anticipated this podcast when we first started would go a very different way, where uh, Dustin and I, being big fans of the Monkey Island, Sam and Max, Strong Bad style of, of point-and-click adventure games, would like the earlier style, and then when we transitioned into this narrative style, we'd be like, oh man, it's fine, but like I wish the old thing was back. Uh, that's what I thought, that's kind of how the, the tone I thought would go. Uh, mm-hmm. wow, I was just real dumb about it, huh? That was, <laughs> that was a, a silly thing to think. Well, well, let's also keep in mind we've been playing the traditional, original style of Telltale games yeah. for a long time in a row now. That certainly doesn't help. That's true, but even so, like, I think... Out of what we've played so far, it certainly peaked at Sam and Max, The Devil's Playhouse. Right. And after that, they couldn't... 
it's not that they couldn't like grow from there it's like they couldn't keep that pace of of a uh, pace of game style of game style of writing excitement of just everything that's going on um mm-hmm. the mysteries were intriguing the characters were really likable uh I, I think a lot about the world of Sam and Max and how I want to, like, you know, it's one of those video game worlds where it would actually suck to be in it, but you kind of want to be in it uh, <laughs> for a little bit. And then the the Universal games being uh, Back to the Future and Jurassic Park were, were not there anymore. They weren't at that level, and I thought at the time that that had something to do with the art style. Like, maybe Telltale was just a, a company that used that uh, sort of family-friendly art style, that, you know, Nintendo-inspired look uh, better than a more realistic look, and maybe that's why. Uh, but I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that, like, they wanted a wackier thing. Like, no, they, they're, they're fine without any of that. It was... It was good. It was good in The Walking Dead, like, right after. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just... I'm curious as to how this happened. <laughs> like, like how... It, you, you think of talent as being something like, well, you can get better at something, obviously. You can practice and you can grow your skill, of course. Um, but you don't expect just to, like, go from releasing things that are like fun in in a vacuum and like you know if i was still in college and i put jurassic park up on the tv and we watched a playthrough of that i think we'd have some fun with it um like yeah I think that's, we'd laugh yeah did you ever uh show jurassic park to your roommates no <laughs> no <laughs> i don't i don't know if they were interested or not i let them know i was playing it but uh i don't i think adam might have come in and seen and saw me play it like at some point but he didn't stay yeah i was gonna say i don't <laughs> think andrew would have any kind of patience for it but adam and tito might have you know if they i don't know if they'd love it but it's it's like a fun thing uh, it's a cheesy little it, it's yeah. i don't know if i want to call it a would you call it a b movie in game form the jurassic park game well the walking dead is cer- certainly making it feel like one uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about the term B games. Uh, I will say playing them back to back definitely makes Walking Dead stand out a lot better. Yeah. Like it was it was great at the time. <laughs> I I loved it when I first played it, but when you're comparing it to the last game we played, oh jeez. What what a like huge step up in like every possible way. Yeah, and I I have to I have to cop as well. It wasn't just my thoughts on the podcast that we, like, wouldn't love this shift. It was also just my experience at the time uh, when I found out, okay, they're not doing Monkey Island anymore. Okay, they're not doing Sam and Max anymore. Okay, I guess Strong Bad's not getting a second series. Well, uh, I guess this is just what it is now, and maybe maybe Telltale has kind of passed me by, and maybe this is where we part ways. Uh, because I played just a little Walking Dead, and I think because I don't like the world of Walking Dead, and that's still true, by the way, I don't. It's, it's like, <laughs> the, the zombie aesthetic is just not something I, I like or care about at all. 
it, it is it's it's a world that's very off-putting and like that's the point but um i i will say going into this i had zero love for the show or the comic or anything this is like the one piece of walking dead that i enjoy yeah, I think with me, it's just a taste thing. It's just my brain's broken a little bit because the, um, like, I've never liked any zombie stuff. I don't like uh, Night of the Living Dead, and I don't like, I don't even like Shaun of the Dead that much compared to other Edgar Wright movies, even though that one's a comedy. Uh, like, it's just an aesthetic that I just don't love. Mm-hmm. I don't vibe with it. But, uh, meanwhile, you know animals and monsters and whatever i love that but jurassic park didn't do that for me so Um. (laughs) yeah no that's kind of how i was going into this game when i first played it um i had zero interest in this game when it came out for pretty much that exact reason but then a friend of mine was pushing me to play it he was like no uh, you probably should play it it's really good yeah so then i was like all right fine i guess i'll play it and i'm really glad i did because i i loved it i would put this up there with like uh salmon max season three or tales of monkey island for my favorites for some of my favorite things that telltale's like ever done can i can I say something that is, is maybe inflammatory, maybe a little bit, um, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit by saying this. Go ahead. This episode, singularly, this one episode, is the best Telltale episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, That's crazy. What a yeah. jump. Uh, <laughs> well... It's got competition. I don't think it's by like a margin of much. There's a season three, episode four of Sam and Max. I think was was really high up there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just from liking video games and Strong Bad, I liked the last episode of Strong Bad, but um, and and Dangerous Three, obviously as well. I. Yeah, I would I would put season three, episode two of Sam and Max. That was probably my favorite. Uh, oh yeah, in terms of yeah. the series, but season episode four, I think all of season three can't really go wrong. That's true, and I I something I liked about Sam and Max that I didn't really get that much out of Jurassic Park, and I am worried I won't get it out of The Walking Dead either. Is that every episode feels like a very distinct thing, and. We had a lot to talk about on the podcast because there was a full story that started, began, and ended. Even if there was a running through line of the season, uh, that mm-hmm. episode was very much like, oh, this is the back-in-time movie episode. And like, oh, no, this is the Charlie Hotep episode. This is the... You, everyone had a different episode. Uh, the the world-famous Rapa Nui episode. <laughs> Uh, whereas oh, Jurassic why, Park... why didn't we bring that one up in, when we were talking about favorites? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park did have, like, an episodic structure where, where each episode was about different stuff. But it still felt much more uh, it, like a serialized story where each episode is just part of the larger thing more than its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt like a movie. It it didn't really feel like, all right, this is the episode where this happens. This is the episode where that happens. It did have like specific things happening in each episode, but it just felt like the progression of one story. Yeah. And I, I would, I would say my current biggest fear in the walking dead is that I won't 
ever after this one episode be able to point to different episodes and just immediately remember what they are i'll probably have to be like oh was that like when they were halfway out of the thing or uh um, do you know what i mean I, yeah i won't spoil what happens obviously but um i will say that at least for me it never had that problem okay. not definitely not to the same extent uh jurassic park did with with this series you know each episode kind of has you know a setting or something go- specific going on that you can go like, oh yeah, that's episode four or something. Gotcha. Um, so so April of 2012, I think that's a really interesting time period to be releasing a video game. Um, Especially one about zombies. It's not Halloween. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that, that has to be accounted for as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I was looking more toward the 2012 part than the April part when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. We should have we planned this. <laughs> um, that was before... Well, it was before the PS4 and Xbox One came out. But even that, it was before the Wii U came out. So we were firmly still in Xbox 360 and PS3 era games. Yeah, um, I, I remember buying this game like after i played it on steam i liked it so much that i bought it for the 360 how was that it was good i mean it's been a long time since i played that version but uh even today i didn't play it on steam i played it on uh xbox one i think it speaks to how um how much slower video games have progressed than they used to that this game is 10 years old and i think it would if this was released today i think it would shine yeah agreed like not just oh it's still pretty good like i think exactly as much as it did 10 years ago i think it's still like cutting edge in terms of its narrative design agreed i uh i can't sing this game's praises enough even my sister who's not like a huge video game fan she she plays some here and there uh but this was one of the few games that we both just, like, adored, and we played it together, like, all the time. Like, after I played it, I was like, uh, you should try this. And then, uh, she played it, and then, uh, ever since then, we just played every other season except the last one so far together. What do you, what do you think made you guys not want to play the last one? Oh, we just haven't yet. Uh, we just haven't gotten around to it yet. I wanted to replay them all beforehand, and then I just never did. I just had other stuff going on. I was busy. I, I, I was busy. I had shit going on. That's fair. Um, that's it, really. I, I want to play it. I just haven't yet. Well, but, we um, will. Yeah. And your we, sister we will, will be on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't agree to that. Yeah, no, probably not. Uh, she did say she wanted to listen to these episodes specifically because they're uh, Walking Dead. Well, um... Uh, I do want to talk to a family member of Dustin's just because I think that would be really funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. Oh, what a laugh riot. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, if you're listening, hello, Dustin's sister. Uh, hello. It's good to know you. Let's talk about the episode. Let's talk about episode one, A New Day. By the way, right off the bat, lame episode title. 
<laughs> but but it 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 is a new day. Yeah, I well, know it is. Like it, it it's the thing. Like it, you name a. I I hate this trope of naming the first chapter or first part of something like the beginning. Like you bet you 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 feel really cool doing that. But it's like it's never not true. <laughs> That's true. It's like starting an episode and it's called it's Thursday. Well, it's, think about like there's so many. TV shows where the first episode is called The Beginning or A New Arrival or like Lemony Snicket did uh, The Bad Beginning is the first book in a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> I know it's the beginning. Yeah, I know. I'm starting it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't around before and now it is. I get it. Like that's not deep like you think it is. It... Oh, oh, and by the way, it actually isn't a new day. This episode starts out partly into the day already. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, that day was a new day. Because it's always... <laughs> the, the first day they show <laughs> is always going to be new. Spoiler spoiler alert. Every episode in this season is called a new day. <laughs> <laughs> well, those ones won't be new. Be <laughs> because, uh, look, the point is that I hate it. And it's just like a dumb thing that I can't get past. Uh, but you're right. It is a new day. So it's not wrong. Uh <laughs> Uh, something I noticed on a technical level is that, okay, so by the way, uh, how are you playing this game? Um, how do you mean? Like on what console? Oh, I'm playing it on the Xbox Series X. So, ooh, cool. I'm playing... But, but it, it's, it's just the Xbox One version. It's not like, it doesn't have Series X enhancements. So I'm playing on the Xbox One, and this is my first one for the show that I'm playing on, not the computer. Whoa. Although we played uh, uh, we played CSI on a PlayStation Two, but I watched that I watched you stream that on a computer. I was gonna say we played it. Yeah, it was played on a PS Two, but I was involving <laughs> myself with that on a computer. Uh, so I I wanted I really wanted to because uh, I knew this was very cinematic, and I didn't feel the cinematic aspect of Jurassic Park, and I felt like, well, I, I should try it on a console. Especially because this is one of the ones you can buy um, still to this day. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe I would have liked Jurassic Park more if I played it on a big TV. Probably not, though. Yeah, probably not. If only because, like, on the PC version, I plugged in a controller at first, and I was trying to play it that way, and it was not good that way for me see i i tried to play it on a controller too but it just wouldn't let me it said i could and then i plugged in a controller and then it was like nah you're sticking a keyboard chump <laughs> oh i didn't have that uh, issue but i i did have an issue where just like moving the cursor around with the controller felt really bad oh um, okay. and moving a cursor around with a controller always feels bad and that was the case with the walking dead as well um the cursor it, it just, uh, I don't know. I, I think that part is just never going to be the best with a controller. The The mouse is pretty objectively better for that kind of stuff. Um, I feel that. It, it doesn't bother me that much, but I think that's because I'm so used to playing these games on a console by this point. Yeah. It, it, it just feels like, all right, well, this is how it feels on a console. Uh, oh, you've, you've uh, allowed yourself to get really comfortable with the... <laughs> Worst thing, but <laughs> Aww. Aww. you you can do better. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so I was playing, and I'm playing the definitive 
Telltale, or the Telltale Definitive Edition, or, or whatever it's called. It was the one that was released in 2019 that has all four seasons and Michonne and 400 Days all in it, uh, all together. And it has a graphical option that Dustin does not like. Yeah, well, you said it was an option. That's the only reason I did not play this version, oh, is okay. because I didn't I didn't know this. Like, is this an option you can turn off? So, I, uh, I tried looking in the settings menu on the top level menu of this game, which is like before you get into any of the seasons, uh, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything there. But then I went into season one, and I could turn it off on, on that menu. So it is a setting awesome. there. So I'm I'm thinking that it's not a setting for the entire series, but each season, either you can or you can't. Yeah, because season four just looks like that. And I, yeah. I think it works better because it's built around that. I just don't like that sort of... It, it's like really heavy shadows. It's a filter they put over the older seasons that I think really ruins it. <laughs> yeah, it um, looks a lot more like a, like a comic book, specifically the walking dead comic um i don't hate it actually um but Mm -hmm. i did turn it off for this episode so maybe next episode i'll try it with it on okay and uh that's a good idea Yeah, i'll report back and i'll I'll see how it is Um, see how they compare but the plot of Uh, this episode good what a good start what a great start to an episode yeah i uh it's amazing how much better it is than Jurassic Park, even just in, like, the first 20 minutes. And, I mean, it, it has different writers, so, like, obviously it's not going to be exactly the same. But, boy, when you play them back-to-back, it really... You, you notice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you, you really do. I, I think just right away the writing is so much more clever. Um, the subtle hints that, like, things are going on behind them as they're driving... Are, are amazing so you're lee and you've been arrested uh maybe you did it maybe you didn't it's not exactly explained at this point uh but there you're in the back of a cop car and the cop is driving and and he's trying to be polite with you he's he's you know engaging in conversation um but the uh the radio keeps going on saying like hey there's stuff's really going on downtown you should get there and the the <laughs> cop is just not listening to it, and he makes, he turns it off. He turns off the yeah. He's like yeah, whatever. He makes the excuse of like no, it's all important. You, it, none of it is unimportant. But if you listen to all the important stuff all the time, you will go crazy. And yeah. I thought that was such a cool thought. <laughs> that was that's a really <laughs> neat idea to have that character. That's just the way the character is. They they've already given up on. Even listening to stuff he does think is important. <laughs> yeah, and this is a this is an unimportant character. Even this is a character who uh, will not be around much longer. And and they put that uh, thought into him. Right, but I I think there just even with that characterization, this game really feels different after the pandemic. Yeah, I. <laughs> I had that same feeling. I that same thought at the beginning. I was like, uh, oh, hmm. Yeah. Some, some sort of a some sort of breakout. In The Walking Dead, the disease that turns you into a walker, which is what they call a zombie because they're cowards, um is not really treated like a disease. 
So it's not that aspect. Like, like it's not airborne. It doesn't even seem to affect the water or anything, at least for right mm. now. Um, it, it's just it's pretty much only transferred on bites, um, and, and like open wounds and stuff. Yeah. So that aspect feels a lot less diseasey than COVID, but just the the idea of like, hey, this world is 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 uh, it's turned off. It's just off now. Yeah, things are different, and uh, you're fucked. Yeah, I, I had a... Sorry. It felt a little too close to home when uh, Katya, who's a character who will show up uh, in, in a few scenes, is talking to Lee, and Katya says, like, yeah, you know, it, it's important to uh, just remember that we're going to get back to normal, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll go back to our jobs in person, and we'll do it. it, it everything will be right again. And, like wow that that hits so much harder after like knowing that it can be the case that you don't <laughs> knowing that yeah. it, it can be it can really be the case like i have not gone into a place to work in two years now me personally yeah uh two years minus one month and i don't think i ever will again <laughs> it's possible i might never ever again even if things go back to normal i just don't want to anymore well that's (laughs) i mean working hard is hard but (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's i i forget who says it exactly but someone later in the episode even says like uh i think it might be more than a couple days before things go back to normal yeah and it's like hmm yeah, 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 maybe. It's more than a couple days, but they're still talking about, like, okay, until the army gets through and until the government develops a vaccine. That was part of it. That was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... They were like, yeah, it it will happen. And then it, it's not taking into account the fact that, like, there might not be a government anymore. Like, the idea of the military probably might not exist. Um, like, what... It, it it's so it feels so prescient of of the covid situation yeah i mean but what can i add that you didn't already say it's uh it's very surprising playing it now yeah they, they maybe uh, it would hit harder today if it released they were eight years ahead of it they were eight yeah. years ahead I think, yeah, like, you're right, it would hit harder. I think it would, th- this game was nominated for a bunch of Game of the Year awards, and, like, I think it would would be more <laughs> universally acclaimed if it came out this year. Yeah. Uh, just because of the context with COVID. This, this is also, uh, when we were playing Jurassic Park, it kind of felt like they were kind of not really sort of dealing with something similar with uh, the bites from those uh, dinosaurs. Like when uh, uh, Nima, mm-hmm. uh, her name was Nima, right? Yeah, I've but you don't need to like, remember the, it. Yeah, you know, like she's uh, being affected from the bite of that dinosaur. And uh, there's uh, Decaf, yeah. who, was, who was bit and also filled with eggs. It really, all of Jurassic Park just hit me as like, oh, this feels like a prototype for Walking Dead with... It's gameplay, but also slightly similar story ideas. Yeah, and, and if it weren't for the fact that I watched that no clip documentary where they were talking about the fallout from Jurassic Park and how it almost tanked the company, um, 
I would think it was a purposeful prototype. Like, on purpose, it's just to get ready for this next thing. Um, yeah. But I know that it wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it seemed like they really actually cared about it a lot, and it just fell through. Um, like, but you're it, it's made clear that your wife was murdered um in, in in some fashion and you are arrested for it and you've been convicted and it looks pretty much like you did it um although that is not spelled out uh, and, um and i'm sure you know more about this than i do at this point Actually, yes, but not even considering the whole rest of the season. <laughs> like, just this episode. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll explain later when we get to it, but okay. uh, they do spell it out later. Right. I mean, they, they do talk more on it later, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. So the, the cop car hits a, a person in the middle of the road. At this point, you're thinking, was that a zombie? It looked sort of zombie-ish, but also... It, it might not be zombie time yet. Uh, you know what? That's the thing with this kind of game. Like, okay, I know the zombie thing's going to happen. Let's get to it. And they get to it really fast. Um, yeah. Faster, like right I'd away say, than the this. show. Yeah. Um, I guess it. I guess since they have less to work with, they're kind of like, well, we kind of got to get right into it like as soon as possible. I, I suppose so. So they're... Um, they crash in the woods, and then you wake up. And I have a question about this wake up. How long do you think he was asleep? Oh, you know what? I'm not sure. Because when you look outside, you see that the cop that was in the car with you, he is dead already, but he, he wasn't, like, flung out of the car and killed automatically. You see, like, a blood trail. He dragged himself a little bit. He, so. he either dragged himself or something dragged him out. Oh, that's true. Something else could have... Um, I want to say somewhere between a half hour and an hour. Okay, so that was my thought, too. Like, not a day. Yeah, not a long time. Just a little while. Yeah. Um, In in fact, I would have even thought ten minutes or or less. Yeah, it it could be sooner than that, because I feel like if if it had been longer, Lee probably would have been gotten by these walkers by now. Yeah, but... um, they they say later, and we're jumping ahead, but they say later that Clementine had been defending herself on her own for three days. Yeah. Um, so, had had three days of zombie attacks already gone on and Lee didn't know? I, w- I want to say yes, because Lee was being driven into town rather than... Because, uh, so, zombie stuff might have, like, already been happening here for... A, a little bit yeah but how did the cop not know like if if zombie stuff are, is happening the world knows yeah yeah no one's no one's like oh you you didn't hear <laughs> you didn't hear that the dead are, are active again huh we'll get a load of the new guy yeah we already decided to call them walkers like you were you missed a lot <laughs> Zombies is too on the nose. We went with walkers. <laughs> I, I, that is a thing that really bugs me as well. <laughs> it, I, I, I get it. They don't want to just call them zombies, yeah. but it's like you're you're gonna call them zombies. You're not gonna give them a cute little name. Yeah, you know what they are. Well, unless yeah. this is a <laughs> unless this is a mo- unless this world is one where specifically there has been no zombie movies. 
So they don't know what to call them. Yeah, this is it's exactly the same, except Night of the Living Dead never happened. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what are these? The dead are rising up? Uh, well, they're walking. Let's call them walkers. Yeah. <laughs> Guess Unlike what? Newsflash, everyone walks. Walk. <laughs> yeah, everyone walks. That doesn't make them special. Yeah, you got the shamblers, the ramblers, the walkers, <laughs> the vibers. They're just vibing. <laughs> vibers. Yeah, you got your clicks of zombies. Yeah, including clickers. <laughs> clicks of clickers. Uh, but uh, so you get out of the car and you look at the cop and he's a zombie and he scares you. And uh, there's there's sort of a quick time event of you walking aw- or like scooting away from him and looking for shotgun shells on the ground to, to use with a shotgun and shoot him. Which uh, attracts a lot of zombies. They, they hate the sound of gunshots and they want to eat the guns. I assume. <laughs> Get those guns out of here. Uh, so they they uh, all come around out of the bend, and he jumps a fence into that in, into a house that turns out to be Clementine's house. Clementine being well, the he, other protagonist here. He sees Clementine in the distance. He sees her like silhouette, and he calls out. He's like, "Hey, uh, can you help?" And then she runs off. One of my favorite <laughs> lines that he says. Uh, he calls out to Clementine. He says, "There's been a shooting." Yeah, he says, "There's <laughs> been a shooting." <laughs> He leaves out the part that he's the one who who was shooting at the zombie uh, at the zombie police officer. He just says, "Hey, uh, you know, some someone was shot down here." I think that's really clever characterization. Like this 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 is a guy that has just been through the legal system. Yeah. So he's really primed to only give away information that is strictly necessary. Uh, that's like he that's tr- just came out of court. <laughs> he's not going to say, "I just shot a guy." <laughs> yeah. He says, "There's a, there's been a shooting. There's been a shooting, and it's, it's, it's terrible. It's just, and, and it was me, and it was a zombie, so it makes sense. <laughs> there's been a shooting. A thing was shot, and uh, I won't say who or who did it. Yeah, you but... have to come closer for that kind of premium information. <laughs> you got to subscribe yeah, to so my he, podcast he... <laughs> to know who <laughs> only shot there will who. I give all the answers. Um." So he goes into that house and he listens to the answering machine and like the parents called a number of times and it turns out they're they're bad. They're they're bad off. They probably died. This part with the answering machine, I've heard it like five times now and it just gets me every time. Like it's crazy. They they sell what's going on. Uh the actors kill it and you're just like, "Oh shit, this is not very good, I don't think." Yeah, it's it's played off super well. Um, I think now would be a good time to talk about Telltale's cast of voice actors. Um, even from different project to different project, from Sam and Max to uh, Back to the Future to this, very different tones in all three of them. Uh, they've kept a, a stable of recurring voice actors. And sometimes it feels like they are not like the best cast person for that role, but they, they always have the same few people. So, mm-hmm. you know, like what, who else are you going to get? But in this episode, particularly, I don't know if casting was just on their game this day, or if they brought a new level of, uh, like vocal direction to the rec- uh, recording process, but the voices in this game feel so good compared mm-hmm. to a lot of what we've seen before. The only Telltale regular that I know is in there is uh, Clementine's voice. 
uh, who is uh, Melissa Hutchinson. Hutch, Hutchins. Oh, shit. What's her last name? Um, I, I, I always screw it up. Hutchback? <laughs> I, I know Nikki Rapp is in this as well. Yeah, that's uh, I have a fun little story about that. But uh, so Clementine's voice actress is Melissa Hutchison. Hutchison. I, I always screw that up because I always think I always want to say Hutchinson. Yeah, I I think that's the more common spelling. But uh, Melissa Hutchison voiced uh, Girl Stinky in Salmon Max. Great. Um, she she's just voices all over. She's like in a bunch of their games. Um. She voices that, oh, what's her name in uh, Puzzle Agent, the one whose husband died with a vacant stare? Oh, uh, Danvers. Uh, oh, man. Her name's not coming to me, but yeah, she's... If we don't remember re- these characters' names, who is going to? That's true. It's, <laughs> it's so important that we do. And she was like a character we liked. Uh, ooh. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Puzzle Agent danvers uh woman glory davner glory yeah that's it yeah 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 as soon as i heard her i was like that's clementine (laughs) um yeah i i don't have an ear for that like you do i i can't recognize people like that Uh, but i know you've also played clementine's game a lot more than i have played clementine's game so uh, Mitch, you're, you're making me blush. Uh, well, it's not really a compliment to say that you played it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, it's good. It's not bad. It's just it's, it's sort of a neutral <laughs> statement. <laughs> don't read too much into yeah, it. Yeah, don't. There's times for compliments. Just you know, hold on for a sec. Dear diary, <laughs> he said it. <laughs> uh, at, at some point, um. At some point, I wrote down in my notes, and I think it was around here, the writing is already so deft compared to Jurassic Park. It's just so... It's clear that the writers on this have written things before and know all the tricks. Uh, I think that is also true of Jurassic Park to a certain extent, but they're really on their A-game here. They're pushing it all out. The writer on this episode was named Sean Vanneman, who is also one of the two directors. We talked about this before we got started, that... uh, Sean Vanneman and Jake Rodkin, the the directors of the the season and the series, The Walking Dead, left The Walking Dead, the or left Telltale, the very next year, in 2013, to form their own studio. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see the results of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, both with Telltale without having them and them without yeah. having Telltale, uh, could. Their, their own studio, Campo Santo, uh, or Campo Santo, if you're uh, <laughs> tomato, a tomato. little Spanish with it, they made the game Firewatch, which, again, was probably the biggest like success in the narrative adventure game uh, space after The Walking Dead. So they were attached to that one, too. And they had another game planned called In the Valley of the Gods, uh, but then they were bought by Valve, and it looks mm. like Valve just had Campo Santo um, split up and work on a lot of Valve games, like Dota Underlings or Underworld or whatever, and um, Half-Life Alex. That sucks, but at least they're still doing stuff. That That's good, at least. Yeah, and I mean, Half-Life Alex is beloved 
People love that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good on them. Although I would like to see In the Valley of the Gods someday. That that game looked cool. Yeah. Did you see the trailer? And for I've that? never. I haven't. I've. N- I haven't even played Firewatch. I heard great things. I should uh, really get around to it. Yeah, Firewatch is, itself. I I didn't love a lot, but I mm-hmm. I I saw a lot of potential in it, and I, and I recognized it as being very good. But the story didn't resonate with me so much. Um, I feel you. Yeah. I, I felt it very similar to, uh, well, I mean, I it, it's not me feeling this. It is very similar to Gone Home, and a lot of the, uh, the the narrative games in that style that came out around that time. Uh, Gone Home is still one year away from. Uh, it's one year after The Walking Dead came out, and that is really going to change how narrative games work in the games industry. <laughs> that's that's a very impactful important landmark game uh but this the times they are a changing you you meet clementine in in this uh area her babysitter i assume is like still in the house and i assume that's her babysitter uh yeah but it's, it, mm-hmm. she's a uh, zombie now <laughs> i almost said vampire oops <laughs> she's a vampire imagine now. how different this game yeah yeah she's she's a dracula <laughs> she just came downstairs to talk about some philosophy and to, you know to give a, <laughs> give a vampire monologue uh <laughs> no but she's a zambi and she uh starts fighting with lee but then clementine comes and gives lee a hammer and lee has to very kill her um <laughs> and i i thought they were gonna talk about like oh that was that was my babysitter and like make a moment out of that but they didn't really um uh, ever say that out loud so i don't know i guess by that point i assume that's when clementine went to hide out in her uh treehouse she's probably like all right well she's gone she's out of here this babysitter uh she probably knows there's uh nothing to be done at this point yeah she because because when she asked she asked did you kill she asked did you kill it she she refers to her babysitter as it since she's just a uh, she's just a a zombie now. Yeah. So I think I think Clementine's aware like, "Oh, that's not my babysitter anymore. Get it out of here." Yeah, so later they say that Clementine's in first grade, which makes her about 6 years old. Uh 6 or 7. 7 they say. Yeah, she Okay. Um this is you know, when whenever there's kids this age in pop media, it it always is a little questionable like okay well is this actually how a kid would act or is this like more like a 12 year old in the body and situation of a seven-year-old um mm-hmm. clementine does seem a little too smart to me uh to she's, be seven uh yeah but uh boy she's adorable and lovable she's great yeah clementine's an all-time classic character yeah, and I I was also afraid maybe just because I've I've <laughs> been inoculated to to feel this way with all the modern uh, games that take place in universes like this that Lee was at first gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna hang out with some kid, uh, <laughs> and then like Clementine saves him and he's like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> you can hold your own. But yeah, it didn't happen at all like that. He was just immediately very endeared to the kid and he's like yeah i'll take care of you for sure i'm, I'm not even gonna waste yeah. any time with it both lee and clementine are super likable characters 
And it, that sinks in, like, right off the bat. The Lee, it shows what a good person Lee is. Although, I guess, technically, you do get to make choices as Lee, so you can make him, like, a, a total asshole. Yeah, and th- there's times where I feel like, you know what, I'm gonna let Lee have this one and invent some steam and yell at this guy because he deserves it. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, Lee's very calm and collected um, and, and uh, a, a fun character to imagine like okay well if i was lee how would i do this how would i do that and uh that that's what you want from a protagonist of a game like yeah this. i like that lee is not your like typical zombie apocalypse star or like action game star like i i like lee a lot more than i would like say well i was gonna make a comparison until i realized i don't really play a lot of those kinds of games <laughs> 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 so I, I don't want to be talking out of my ass. Well, I think the comparison that would be the most fair to make uh, would be Joel and uh, Ellie from The Last of Us. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking, but then I never played Last of Us, so I don't have the knowledge to say. I, I never finished it, and I definitely didn't play number two. Uh, I, I want to get around to that at some point, but um, like I was saying earlier, it's just not my aesthetic really and i i I kind of bounce off games fast at this point in my life i i'm a lot pickier about what i'll play like when i played walking dead i i wasn't as picky i was like oh yeah i'll play that see if i like it and i'm glad i did but nowadays you know i don't have the time or money to play every game out there so i i don't really see myself playing the last of us i'm sure it's good but, you know, I just don't have the time or money to play games that don't interest me at this point. So Anytime I find out that I can recommend a game to someone and they'll actually take my recommendation, my mind starts to reel and think like, okay, what would be the funniest thing to recommend and actually have them play? But then I know I'll lose their trust so fast. And <laughs> <laughs> they'll never listen to me again. Yeah, the, the person I'm actually thinking of right now is our friend Courtney, who... Uh, <laughs> We've talked about it before, and, and we, we've kind of said, like, yeah, you know, we trust each other with game recommendations. We'll actually do it if you recommend a game strongly enough uh, to me, and, and vice versa. <laughs> Did you break Courtney's trust? I haven't, but I thought of a lot of ways to do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, no, I, I've... So far, everything I've recommended to Courtney has been pretty great, but I have been thinking of, like, mm, I can I can just slip a bad one in there, and then she'll have to do it, and that's just really funny to me. Have you ever heard of Telltale's Jurassic Park? <laughs> have you ever heard of Jurassic Park? Hey, Courtney, you really should play CSI Hard Evidence before we oh, do. Oh, don't even. do that. Would be mean. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about, man. That's the stuff at that I at do. this point that wouldn't work. At this point, that wouldn't work because right. Courtney listens to the show. She knows she would be like, "Oh, you're recommending CSI." Hmm? interesting honestly i'm i'm not saying the games that i think would work because i kind of still want to just hold them in, in my pocket oh <laughs> recommend I them to someone you. at some point you know maybe you don't want to give away your secrets yeah maybe it's you dustin who knows <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll see won't we? it won't stop being funny to me just because we've already had this conversation <laughs> um but yeah this game's pretty good uh yeah it's it's good so uh, you you and Clementine or, or Lee and Clementine leave the house and you you meet up with a couple of guys who look to be in their late teens or something. Uh, Sean and I could Chet Chet. Okay, I thought they said Clip. 
<laughs> and I was like, that can't yeah, be. Yeah, this is my friend Clip. Because I'm not playing with subtitles. And I thought like, wow, did they say Clip? Is that his name? Is his name Clip? All right. Chet makes more it's, sense. It's, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. I was actually thinking earlier about how uh, the pros and cons of subtitles and playing with them because I feel like playing with subtitles, my eye just wants to go to the subtitles and I'm not really like letting the character saying the thing sink in. My eyes go down to the words and I read it as they say it. But then if you don't have subtitles on, it's like, well, what if I miss what they say? Then I just, uh, that's it. That's all I get. For me personally, I've always been a big believer in turning the music volume down two or three and raising the voice volume to max and turning off subtitles. And it's always worked for me. But, you know, if you need subtitles, you need subtitles. It's not yeah. It's not much of a I, choice if you need them. I think I might turn them off going forward just because I've played this game to death. I know what they say and what they do. I know what they're about. <laughs> I know it's Chet. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just, I, I think some of the the eye magnetism is, is real. Like, you have to look yeah. at it to read it. And even, exactly. even if you can't hear it and you don't need to read it, it's like, well, there's words on screen. I should Yeah, your those. eyes just automatically, it just goes down to those words. And you read it rather than just taking in, this is what Lee is saying. Yeah, I'm glad that we're brave enough to talk about this. Yeah, obviously subtitles are a good thing and should not be removed from games. But <laughs> yeah, no. If you in in some games, I do absolutely need the subtitles for whatever reason. They're they're like mixed differently, or I'm playing mm-hmm. with a different like sound system than I usually use, or something, and it's just not as clear. Um, yeah, yeah. Or like I was watching a video on Psychonauts two earlier, and there was a part where uh, the video had subtitles on, and there was a part where the audio gets all distorted. And I was just thinking, I would never have known what that character said in this one instance if subtitles weren't on. So, they're good. Yeah, but also I, I think, like, if subtitles are an accessibility measure, I think that voice acting should also be considered an accessibility measure. Because, uh, not to dwell on it again, because I had to cut some of our conversation out of it uh, out of last <laughs> episode, but Pokemon Legends Arceus does not have voice acting, and it has a lot of text that you read on the screen. And I realized, mm-hmm. like, I'm barely looking at these characters uh, yeah. because they're talking so much, which I think is fine in a vacuum, but I, I'm only lo- seeing it and I'm, I'm not hearing anything. So, like, three quarters of the screen's real estate is not being used at all. Uh, and uh, they should they should definitely have voice acting in Pokemon games going forward. That's It doesn't seem to be cool anymore that they don't yeah i guess the thing is like if it's a pokemon game even if the voice acting's bad like who cares yeah it's pokemon well no i mean if it's really bad it's not that's not a good thing but (laughs) well i'm not saying they should go out of their way to make it really bad i'm just saying like if if they had voice acting that's one of the game series where i wouldn't like complain about it if it wasn't very good i'd just be like all right just get your little speech out of the way yeah and and it's it's not like pokemon doesn't have access to a lot of voice actors because they have the show and they yeah they uh produce the show at tpci so they should be able to use voice actors from from the show like within their stable of voice actors in the game if they want to um Mm -hmm. uh but this is a podcast about the walking dead so (laughs) (laughs) 
so they go with Sean to Sean's dad's farm, and his dad's name is Herschel. And Herschel's a very interesting character. Yes. Uh, he's a, a, like a horse doctor, they say. Like a horse veterinarian. Like a veterinarian focused on horses. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a friend who's a veterinarian, Kara, and I don't know mm-hmm. if, like, specific animal specialization like that is super common. Uh, because, I... I mean, I'm sure there there's, there is such a thing as specialization, but we meet two different vets in this episode and they work on different things. Yeah, one is specifically horses, and the other is more just animals in general. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I feel like there has to be like uh, specialists for animals like horses because they don't all got the same biology. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes they need specialists. A horse's biology is way higher up in the air. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's true. That's different already. That's true. Ah, uh, this horse is a whole. <laughs> This is a whole horse higher than a cat. Yeah, you're looking at its butt, and you have to look up. Ew. Yeah, it's really high up there. <laughs> um. So here's another interesting thing about Herschel. Herschel is from the show. Oh. I haven't seen the show, but I heard that he's from the show. So There's a couple show characters in The this name episode. Herschel seemed very familiar to me, but I didn't... Um, I didn't remember. Uh, it's been such a long time since I saw the show, and I think I only saw two seasons of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it didn't really stick with me. But, yeah, I remember the name Herschel, for sure. And uh, this game, I don't know. I don't remember when it came out in the timeline of when the show came out. I don't either. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I, I don't recall. But this scene with herschel probably predated a lot of herschel's stuff i think so i don't want to i don't want to speak for sure since i don't know i never saw much of the show but uh so looking at it it looks like season three was about to start after okay so they've gotten some time they've got some show going on um but but that being said this I think they specified that this game does take place at the beginning of the outbreak. So I I think that I think they said it takes place around two thousand four. I want to say. Well, right, because it it's happening like right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I I we we already talked about it, but I just don't know how three days could have passed and Lee and the cop like don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like even if they I were mean, holding it, him in prison, you'd think, like, a guard would mention, hey, did you hear about the zombie thing? <laughs> well, really maybe, maybe, it, maybe it wasn't, like, fully known yet. Maybe, like, uh, maybe it's just been, like, a handful here and there, and news hadn't broken out yet uh, around the country. Maybe he was still in the, well, obviously he was still in the early days of it. I, I could see, I could see three days. Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's that yeah. seems so extreme to me because like Clementine not only has she been defending herself for 3 days like she's known it was a problem for 3 days and she's a kid. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean maybe the zombie thing was unrelated. Maybe she's just like I don't like this babysitter. I'm going up to my treehouse. 
that fuck this. That's how she knows the zombies can't get up there because her babysitter's been trying to get up there and like feed her for three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Well, if this babysitter can't get up here, there's no way zombies can get up here." Babysitters are so much more climby than zombies, and even they can't do it. <laughs> I got this in the bag. Uh, so there's a conversation that you have with Herschel when he patches you up, and he, you've got like a leg problem, and he's he's patching up your leg a little bit, and. This is a good time to start talking about the will remember that part of the UI. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the UI, whenever you make a decision or whenever you make a talking point that seems significant, the uh, the top of the screen will say something like, Herschel noticed you said that. And yeah. uh, it, it, this is what every Telltale game does after this point. Like They really like this system. And I can't blame them at all. It really works. It, it works quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what I mean when I said uh, last week when we were talking about Jurassic Park, how it's it's just like Walking Dead without all of the cool stuff in Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah. It's just it, like it's, it otherwise, though. Yeah, if, if you're only talking about the quick time events. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it. Uh, yeah, luckily this does not go as hard into the quick time events. It's only here and there rather than literally the entire game. Yeah, and they're so much more impactful when they do show up. Like when a quick time event mm-hmm. is happening, I'm stressed out. Uh, yeah, you feel it. Like when you're trying to push uh, the babysitter away. Yeah, or um, l- later on in, in the motel scene when you're outside the motel and you're like trying mm-hmm. to stab people really quickly, but like your cursor's all moving around. That fucked me up. That never fucked me up before, but this time playing it, I was like, ah, shit, I can't... I died. I did not hit this person. I only died once in the episode, and it was to the cop. The the cop who became a zombie. Uh, It was for me, too, because when you have to shoot him, I I just didn't shoot him right. And then Lee was like, well, that was the one bullet, and I guess I die now. Well, for me, in the cinematic before you do the quick time, they show you that the bullet's Mm -hmm. on the ground to your right, so I picked that up. But then I didn't know what to do with it, uh, and I just didn't look to the left. <laughs> throw it at him! Throw it at well, him! Well, yeah, that's what I, th- I thought, because like, I didn't think I had a gun. And then I, I looked mm-hmm. to the left, like, oh, there's a gun. So that's why there I died is. the first time. And that's the only time. <laughs> yeah, the the time for me was when you're supposed to shoot him, and I just didn't remember it like moving around so much. So I just shot, and Lee was like, well, I, I missed. <laughs> uh, so you're talking to herschel and in my case i lied to herschel and i told him like um who he asked who else was in the car and i realized i would have had to say a police officer like he was arresting me um Mm -hmm. but i told him instead um no one it was just me and then he sort of realized i lied about that he was like hmm yeah he was like hmm See, this is why I'm, I was so interested to get to this game in particular. Because I feel like th- we're going to have so much to talk about with the choices you make in these. I, I already know all the choices yeah. I make like every time. But I, I have no idea what choices you're going to make as a first-time player. So I had a question for you about that. Are you still making choices in terms of what you think is right? Or are you just kind of like, well... I made the choices I made, so I'm just good now. So I'm just going to do whatever. So for the most part, I make choices that I think would be in line with the characters. Like Lee, In you can play Lee however you want. You can make him a jackass. You can make him really cool and sweet. I 
always go at the route of making Lee as likable and friendly as possible, because that's the Lee I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless, unless otherwise, unless it calls for Lee to not be so sweet and nice. Um, so even then, I was like, uh, it's probably better to tell. Well, wait, no, that's wrong. The first time I played it, I think I did lie to him. I think the first time I played, I remember him saying, you're going to have to work on your lion skills. Yeah. So later on, he'll he'll talk to you in the barn and he'll say like, this is a, so I I noticed you, you lied to me last night. And, uh, you know, if it weren't for the fact that you're going to leave today, I wouldn't have had none of that shit in my property or whatever he says. <laughs> uh, like he, he just honesty with, is immediately super important to him and you can tell he doesn't like you at all after that. Um mm-hmm. but he doesn't know why you lied yet. Right. And for me since I told him the truth, he, what he said he doesn't get mean to you but he says like uh you're going to have to learn to depend on the on the uh, honesty of others. Yeah, he says that if you lie as well, um, the honesty of others is a, a recurring thing for him. Oh, right. Well, well, he's nicer. He says, at least you have the sense to listen to an old man's advice. Oh, he he also says that. So, oh, So it's okay. not that different. Well, then I... But, um, he, well, he definitely doesn't get as pissed off at you. So I, I love that little scene in the barn because it. I thought from the moment I did it and I saw the UI who uh it said herschel noticed that you said that i was like oh well god damn it now i'm herschel's gonna shoot me uh because like he doesn't tr- <laughs> thanks herschel uh and then he was like hey man you don't know how to play this video game yet and yeah it, it's kind of it's telling you look this is what is gonna happen in this game yeah it's low stakes technically but it, it feels like hey this could have gone really wrong for you right now like yeah it's kind of like an it's kind of like an organic tutorial. And then there's another fairly organic tutorial where... Uh, oh, oh, so first, sorry, we'll get to that. Yeah, let's not skip ahead. But, we got but some there's this other family. Uh, it's Kenny's family. Kenny's like a, a very... Uh, he looks he looks like he's designed to be very rednecky, but uh, yeah. a much more realistic rednecky than Telltale would do in their previous games. Uh, yeah, he's he's not like an over the top stereotype, but you get the vibe of who the character is. No, at least from this episode, I I think that he's like a really good guy. He's like a he's just trusting you uh, to to be there as a friend through everything. Being mm-hmm. the Walking Dead, what it is, I'm sure that won't always be the case, depending on what you choose. Um, <laughs> but for right now, he's like, yeah, he, Kenny's my favorite guy, and the the people who. The list of people who could help me, because uh, he empathizes with the fact that I'm trying to like save this girl, and he's he's just right there. So he's got this mm-hmm. wife Katya, who's that vet we talked about, but like a just normal pet vet, um, and a son who's named is Ken Junior, but they call him Duck uh, because nothing <laughs> bothers him. Much like ducks. It's like water off a duck's back. Yeah, which is such a long walk for that nickname. I, right? <laughs> That's such a leap. You could, you could just choose not to call him duck. <laughs> yeah, nothing bothers him. So that's like a duck, but not all the time. Just mostly into water <laughs> and like and like the way that it would be off a, off its back. 
So that's we call him Duck because so of all the we, quacking he does. Uh, and then Lee, <laughs> there's a great line there where he explains that, and Lee says, "Oh, sounds like a great kid." And Kenny just says, "No, I think he's just dumb as a bag of hammers." <laughs> <laughs> he's honest about yeah, it. Yeah, he's probably just a real dumb kid, actually. But <laughs> here's here's a question about another choice you made. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like a it's not a high stakes choice. But so in the barn, when you're going to sleep the night before, uh, Clementine's like, "Ew, this place smells like." Uh, and then you can choose what to make Lee say it smells like. What did you choose? Manure. Okay, I said shit. Yeah, I, I thought How, about what that. Does Clementine, what does Clementine say if you just say manure? Do you remember? Clementine, yeah, I do. Word for word. Clementine says, like when a horse plops. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> so if you say like shit, Clementine will gasp and say, uh, Lee will say, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk like that. And she says, you said a swear. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's great. I love that even if it doesn't, like, directly affect what's going on, you still have choices. Like, every single line of dialogue is a choice you make. Yeah. And it, and it affects how other characters converse with you. I I really wonder how much it actually affects how much characters converse with me. Because that's the big question, right? Like, you're giving me a lot of choices, but I don't always know if they matter. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely better than Pokemon, where they give you like, a, "Are you ready to battle me?" Y- Hell yeah, I am. Or yeah, I guess I will. <laughs> yeah, that, that is exactly how Arceus works. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely like that. Like you know, it's whatever you say to her, it doesn't have. Uh, I don't want to say it has no bearing on what happens later, but. Like, you just get a, a different sort of reaction to what you say. Yeah, I, I loved that one in particular as well, because I was trying to think of, like, well, if a kid asked me if this is really poop, what would I say? And I think I would be, I think I would be like, well, this is called manure. It, and I, w- I would do, like, maybe the... I'm not going to be this kid's friend <laughs> approach. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> you should know this. It's like a, like a fact that you can know, and you can just have that fact. Yeah. It's like poopy doopies. Yeah, if I wanted to be cool, I'd say shit. But if I wanted to just... You know what? You should actually know what this is. It's called manure. It's like a farming technique. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when you choose to say shit, Lee is like immediately like, ah, oh, jeez, oh, sorry, I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cute, though. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, after... After meeting Ken- Kenny's family, like literally seconds <laughs> after meeting <laughs> Duck for the first time, Sean and Duck are working on a tractor uh, to set up a fence, and I'm I'm wondering what the tractor does for the fence. I think I don't think it does anything. I think they just wanted to give Duck something to do. But it was on. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, they probably just... Well, it also wasn't moving. He was just sitting on it. Yeah, he but was like... like it was, uh, lift with your back, Sean. Why would it be on? On the floor. Any, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, they're trying to, to fortify the fence so zombies can't get through. And they immediately get through. Uh, Oops. Right where they're working on the fence, too. Not even, like, the other <laughs> probably less strong areas. They zeroed in on that spot. They said, look, there's some people to fuck with. Let's go in there. Yeah, and they give... This is the first, I think, major choice in the game. Yeah. Uh, where you can either... There's zombies sort of 
like hugging up against Sean, who again is is like eighteen, uh, and, and is strong and capable, or Duck, who's a a child and uh, is annoying to listen to talk. So I picked to save <laughs> Sean. That's so interesting to me. See, this is what's going to make these episodes great. Um, so Mitch, uh-huh. you save you decided to save Sean. Yeah. I decided to save Duck. Okay. Um, and I feel like... Here, we'll, I feel like we can just get into it while each time a choice comes up. At the end of the episode, it tells you all of the major choices. Usually there's like five or six or so for each episode. Mm-hmm. And it tells you the percentage of uh, who chose what. And uh, I took a picture of my choices at the oh, end. Oh, I did too. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to do it. Um... You and 30% of players chose Duck. I got different numbers. <laughs> uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I wonder if it's because they're counting the definitive edition differently than they do uh, the version I'm playing. All of my choices, all of the choices that I, I saw at the end were really close to 50%. They were like 45 to 55 at, at the most. Interesting. Yeah, this is the only one of the choices that was like more lopsided and i i thought that was a very interesting uh result so most people pick sean or yeah i thought i thought that was interesting because i'm i'm like well save the kid yeah Uh, sean can probably handle this more it's it's more likely that he can get out of it than duck uh he doesn't turns out untrue yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh herschel asks you like uh why didn't you save him and Lee's like, ah, I thought I could save both. <laughs> uh, so, so, so this is interesting. Um, when you when you save Sean, when when you save Duck, you get to save Duck, and and Sean dies. When you save Sean, uh, Kenny comes over and rescues Duck, and Duck is fine. Uh, and Sean still dies. Like you didn't, you weren't able to do it. So it's a it's a yeah, false it, choice, but it it super isn't. It doesn't feel false at all. Yeah, because it affects how Kenny, you and Kenny's relationship. It affects how it's, it's more about. It that. affects that, but I think more importantly, there's a time later in this episode where you're given a choice again. And I think if they just gave that choice as like the first one that you encounter in the game, and it actually worked the first time you encounter in the game. It would kind of, mm. it would feel cool. It would feel like, oh, this is a narrative game, but I just changed the story significantly. But I think because you got this false choice up front, any any choice that you deal with in the future is like, well, I know that I can try to save this person and it might not work. Uh, it might not work like I want it to. But in that second choice where you're trying to save one person or the other, it does work how you think it will. The person you don't save yeah. does die and the person you save does live. And that is amazing to me. Like, just the it's the, great. the staging of that choice is so great. And I think that's the moment where this game crosses, like, a threshold of greatness into um, feeling like a much, much more significant level of ambition that, uh, like, narrative ambition that mm-hmm. Telltale's other games just haven't hit. Agreed. Um I want to backtrack a little bit since I actually missed the first choice. <laughs> well, we talked about it a little bit, but I totally forgot it's one of the choices on the end results screen. Uh, when you're when you 
you're either honest or you lie with Herschel. Uh, for me, it's you and 54% of players were honest. Um, so that's, that's weird, because not only... I knew I was in the... Min- uh, well, okay, never mind. I'm actually just... I, I, I took a picture on my phone, but I don't have my phone right next to me. Let me get it. Okay. I'm getting my phone. This is the phone... Fu- this is the phone part of the this podcast. This is the phone part of the podcast. Coming back. <laughs> now I feel silly. I had my phone right next to me. I didn't get to participate. That's a really weird way of making it sound like I should feel silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a, a minimum impact jab. <laughs> I didn't even try. Um, yeah, so, okay. It says 54% of players are honest with Herschel, um, but I lied. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. I, I, no, I was honest. It says I was honest, but I, I like, lied. Oh, weird. Um, wait, is it, is it in the barn or when he's stitching your leg where, where that choice is made? Because I was on, I guess I was honest in the barn with what he asked about, but. I think that might be. Okay. Uh, who would you save, Duck or Sean? I saved Sean, and only 48% of people saved Sean, according to me. Yeah, so I'm not playing the same version you are. I'm playing, uh, they, before season four came out, they did a collection of everything. I guess to try to get some money into the studio, since that would be around when yeah. they were having some issues. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense why they would release an incomplete collection before it was done. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's, uh, you and 30% chose Duck, and I feel like that's low for saving a child. Uh, yeah, but I don't like him. <laughs> uh, that's, that's sort of the thing. So Duck is a Duck is a kid who's just like, he's also seven, but I think he's a much more actual seven-year-old where like he's just saying whatever he's thinking, and he's not thinking very much. Uh, and just like real seven-year-olds, you don't like him. <laughs> well, it's like if it's if it's like my family, it's like you know this kid is a a treasure and he's gonna grow up great. And if it's a stranger, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna see the good parts. So <laughs> I'm not gonna talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> is that rough? Is that like a really rough thing to say about a kid? <laughs> no, that's a realistic thing to say. <laughs> you know, it, it's also probably partially just because i know how the story goes i i know this whole system okay i know how it works are you saying so that you I, like duck i say later? duck yeah i i like duck and even here i thought he was fine but even when i first played it i picked duck because you know he's a child he he's the one who needs saving so uh yeah and then there's three more major decisions in this episode uh and we'll yeah, get to we'll, them we'll get to them as we come to them so after sean dies herschel's like no you guys can't be here at all uh so Kenny fixes up the truck and drives you into Macon. And uh, you don't have to go home, but you gotta get the hell out of here. Gotta get to Macon. And uh, <laughs> making our way to Macon. Immediately, you get out of the car and you're like, moment one, ambushed by zombies. <laughs> they were waiting for you. Yeah, they heard news of your arrival. They, they drove two zombies, got out of the car, yelled at zombies, and then zombies came and they're like, "Holy shit!" I didn't expect this, that. See, this is another reason why I, it it has to have it has to be a few days in from the zombie apocalypse because this area is totally destroyed. I know it is. I'm just it's trying to figure overrun. out like how Lee missed it, and and the the only thing I can keep I I can muster as to a theory is that he was knocked out in the car for days. 
I don't think, I really think it's just he was probably in jail. Maybe the guy, maybe the police officer just somehow didn't hear about it. Uh, but it, it does make sense that it's been going on at least for a little bit. So I think there's some evidence to suggest that he was out for days. Okay. So when he wakes up, he immediately says, oh, thirsty. Like, that's the first thing he thinks of. <laughs> Do you not say that? Uh, well, I say that when I've been aw- asleep for a long time, is what I'm getting <laughs> at. Like, you know... It, uh, like, thirsty. If I haven't been drinking water like why would he be dehydrated all of a sudden the crash doesn't mm-hmm. make him dehydrated you know i get that uh, and then the other is the cop is a zombie like how long does the turning process take you're right i guess you know what i'm you're, you're kind of winning me over here but i thought the implication was okay so the police officer died and when he wakes up that's when he first wakes up as a zombie because he's still lying on the ground. I feel like if he were a zombie before that, he would have gotten up and and tried to get some food. I think that's true, but I think the turning process, like his his face is already like jaunt, and his like his body's changed. That's true. I, hmm. I think that would take at least a couple days. Yeah, I, I I just don't know if I buy that like. If if it had been days, I feel like Lee would be dead. I feel like the zombies would have gotten to him by especially this cop. He he would have. Well, he was asleep, so he wasn't making sound, and he was stuck in the car, uh, where he's got like visual cover, and he hadn't broken the windows yeah. yet, so they, it would be hard to get in. All right, all right, you're you're winning me over on this argument. Uh, I I can admit when I've seen the light. Uh, it's, it's also just like it, all those radio stuff that was coming in, it sounded like that was it breaking. That was like the, the zombie apocalypse just starting. So if, if Clementine has been there for three days, I think that's the three days that like he was asleep for. He was somehow knocked out for three days. (laughs) He's a heavy sleeper. Yeah. He was somehow knocked out for three days in a way that he could wake up from and mostly be cool. Yeah, he he was like, "All right, I'm fine, I'm fine, whatever." Yeah. Well, that's that's a thought. I gotta say, Mitch, you you won me over on this. I guess it had been dead. Well, I mean, I I'm not convinced <laughs> I won over on it. I I I I recognize this as a as an issue, but I don't I don't know if I, I buy it. Like, it doesn't feel like you get in a car crash and you wake up three days later. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I guess at the end of the day, it's not that important. True. To the to the overall story. True, but it did throw me for a loop when I was yeah. uh, playing through the game. I think we got to pick up the pace a little bit. We're, we're slowing down. <laughs> the entirety of Jurassic Park fit in one podcast episode, and each one of these Walking Dead episodes might be long on their own. Um, that yes I well we have a lot to say about them with the choices they make and the characters and such but also I just like talking about it a lot more <laughs> so so you're ushered into this drugstore which you find out later is Lee's parents drugstore um, uh-huh. and, and Miley decided not to tell anyone that it was his parents drugstore Sam yeah I, it just it, seemed like he didn't want to ring that up exactly it, it seems to me, Lee 
feels like he does not want people to know that he is a convicted criminal. Right, because he might have killed his wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um... The, the, the next major choice is this guy, Larry, who's like an older guy, a bigger guy. He's telling Kenny they should let Larry kill Duck, which is such an <laughs> easy thing to get against, right? Like, okay, come on. He's, he, we literally don't see a bite mark. And they bring that up. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, he's just got muck on him. I, we don't see a bite mark. And Larry's like, There's nope, no bite. he's There's been no bit. Bite. Well, I I think the thing is, Larry mentions, like, we've seen this happen before, so I wonder if someone else was in their group. Mm -hmm. They turned, and they had to take him out, and and Larry's like, we're not dealing with that shit again. Sure, and that makes sense, but, like, Mm -hmm. if... He is really jumping the gun. Yeah, you look for a bite mark first. Yeah, and everyone else, everyone else except, like, his daughter, Lily, is, they agree. Like, Carly and Doug are there, and they're also, like... Hey, uh, well, they don't like, they're not actively saying, what the fuck are you talking about, Larry? But they are kind of like, hey, uh, let's cool it. Let's chill here a little. Well, even with like, even Lily is saying, well, we should be careful about this. We should look for a bite mark. She's not saying Mm -hmm. kill this boy now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so it's like, (laughs) it's immediately very easy to hate Larry. Uh, oh, I forgot. Larry is also another Telltale regular. Well, I, I don't know about regular, but I do know he voiced one other Telltale character. He's Santa Claus. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That, I can. I can. He's hear that. also unrelated. He is Launchpad McQuack from the original Ducktales and Darkwing Duck. It is unrelated, but it it's is. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a fun little thing. So I choose. I chose to. Uh, let me see how it's worded on this picture. I chose to side with Kenny out of loyalty. and I did too. It told me that me and 54% of players... That seems way too low. Yeah. Oh, it's 54 for me too. That's interesting. What? That, the, <laughs> Maybe a bunch of people played after I did and before you did, so it really bumped up those duck numbers. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound right, but because we're this is a matter of days. Um, but like, who are half of players? Why are they siding with Kenny? They're, they want to kill Duck right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they just really didn't like him. <laughs> or uh, siding with Larry? I mean, why would you not? Yeah, why? Why? Even if you don't like Duck, why would you side with this guy? He's an asshole, like right off the bat. Yeah, and I, I, I will admit that I was nervous. Like, oh, Duck, did you get bit? But like, the mom <laughs> saying, I don't see a bite mark, and I'm, I don't see a bite mark. Like, we should be able to just say, like, okay, just hose this boy down and <laughs> just hose him down. Bring him out back. Yeah, toss a Nalgene over him. Do you see a bite mark? And that could be the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Larry is so <laughs> blood bloodthirsty so... <laughs> that he has a heart attack, like a mini heart attack, uh, and he needs yeah. some nitroglycerin. You, you find out he has heart problems. Yeah, I don't know what nitroglycerin is. Uh, I know it in terms of Crash Bandicoot. I know it in terms of. Chemi- 
chemistry. I know what nitro and yeah. glycerin would mean for the molecule. Is this something you just give to hearts? Is this just like a heart thing to have? Maybe. I, I'm, I'm not a heart doctor. Uh, I'm a horse doctor. Yeah, we should ask Herschel. He's Horses have hearts. <laughs> yeah, we pump them full of nitroglycerin every day. One for each leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is a thing. Meanwhile, uh, you're in a drugstore, so there is nitroglycerin for uh, him to, be, to have, but it's in the it's like behind the pharmacy counter and you can't get it yet yeah you don't know where the keys are and there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of meandering right at this second at at this moment where like you spend time just meeting everyone in your party uh and looking around the store and grabbing energy bars off the shelves and stuff uh but the next thing you can do is you go with um you go with carly and glenn who uh glenn i believe is also in the show too right yeah yes yeah glenn i, re- glenn I remember is from the show uh so you go with carly and glenn to um, a motel where glenn was because he was trying to siphon some gas out of the cars and mm-hmm. he heard this this girl crying and you can tell that he was in it for like sexy sexy reasons but he wants to save this girl <laughs> He wants to save this lady to be his lady. Yeah, friend. and he's not like cool about it at all. <laughs> it's, it's kind of—I I don't <laughs> love this part actually. Uh, it's a little lame, but the the solution. I actually love this part of the episode. Not so, not so much that in particular. Oh yeah, that's but... what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but the situation is there's a bunch of zombies out front, and you need to very the, the most point and clicky part of this whole episode. Uh, you pick up items, you move things around, and you slowly and tactful, uh, tactically kill every zombie on the way up there and then kill the zombies in front of the door this part's great it's uh it, it does kind of get you nervous sneaking around these zombies because one of the things you can do right at the beginning is look over the stone wall at the zombie and it notices you if you stay there yeah you feel the tension yeah um oh man i i was looking at the picture on my phone of the choices and then uh an ad for pokemon go popped up and i was about to press the screen to do something else and then it was like oh let's just take the time to open pokemon go right now and then like every time it takes <laughs> you're five not years doing anything that game oh geez yeah i haven't played it in a long time but i remember that uh one thing about this scene um this is a, a little tangent. I won't dwell on it for too long, but they used this scene in the trailer for uh, Poker Night 2. Okay. And, um, <laughs> it's Brock Sam- Brock Samson is playing it, but he has all the other characters around him uh, telling him what to do. And Sam says, like, have you tried using all your inventory items with all your other inventory items? That's interesting for and, Sam and, uh, to say, because you can't combine inventory items in that game. In yeah, but, yeah, but that's... yeah. And he said he also says, uh, "Go back to Clementine's house for a ball of string." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I like stuff like that. <laughs> so you you get to the girl, you kill all the zombies, and she wants your gun to kill herself. And uh, yeah, she's already been bitten. Yeah, she. You find out that she had she's she the reason she was telling uh, Glenn to stay away and not save her. She's already done for. Yeah. Uh, she was already attacked and she mentions that her boyfriend turned and that's how she knows it it can happen so fast and glenn goes oh you have a boyfriend which like 
I it, it's funny, but I did not like that joke because it felt so. It felt <laughs> so cartoony compared to the rest of the game. It, it's it's funny, but especially for this, this is a very serious, dramatic part of the game. Yeah. So it's it's a little out of place. I I did have a chuckle at it because like I get you that. know that that's not Glenn's actual feelings. That's just written there because it was written there. It, it's there to have a little joke in a spot where maybe there shouldn't have been a little joke. Yeah, because like you know that even if Glenn was mostly just focused on her as some sort of sexual conquest or whatever, um, <laughs> that he knows it wouldn't work out from the bite. So like the extra bit is just like, oh, you're just you're just jokestering right now in a way that's not super yeah. cool. <laughs> he winks at the screen and says, "But seriously, folks. yeah, but but seriously, I'm horned." <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously that bite is probably not good. yeah you should probably go to a dog or something <laughs> uh so the, the the choice here is do you give irene the gun and i didn't but i wasn't so i don't feel like i made the choice it was actually asking i think this is a weak choice that's interesting. I think this is a, a great choice, but le- tell me, tell talk about so it. So I think the, the choice is, do you let her kill herself or not? But, like, that's what they actually want to ask the player. But for me, it was like, I know these zombies are driven close by bullets, and I have this axe. So I actually think <laughs> it would be good... <laughs> for you to kill yourself maybe like yeah i i agree that that's something that you should be seriously considering but we should not use the gun because i got an axe right here i'll handle that for you yeah that was my real thought so i said no let's not shoot her because that'll attract zombies that that was my reasoning uh yeah which is maybe a very cold way to look at it but uh so like i wasn't answering the question it was asking i was answering if the question was uh asking should this person be killed or not i would say yeah you know that this is that's hard to think about but i think yes uh and if the <laughs> just the the way like she's looking at the gun it's like no i have this axe so we can do this way quieter and <laughs> uh, so the, the choice didn't work for me <laughs> for that reason i <laughs> I get see that never occurred to me so maybe that's why i liked it a little more uh I, that, that's very funny I, mean, I just cut through like five zombies with this axe and like i could cut through you right here no problem <laughs> i wouldn't even have to break a sweat yeah <laughs> i get where you're coming from but so the reason i refuse to give her the gun i at that point i do think it's probably for the it's probably one of those situations like yeah you're fucked uh here you go you really want to die you don't want to become one of them it's probably the right answer you're gonna die anyway uh for me it's just because i played this before i think the scene you get when you refuse to give her the gun is just more exciting and you know yeah i felt like it was a growing tense. moment for lee uh because because i didn't give her the gun and then she took it and used it anyway, which is what happens. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then Lee was like, "No, no, no, don't!" Oh, I, I think ah, it, it's geez. like a coming to it's like a coming to terms moment with the fact that if you're bit, you are done. Uh, yeah, so you have to. You actually should die. Like that's the safest yeah. thing for everyone around you. 
And that's a really hard truth, and to see him learn that was cool, but it is actually not my ch- what I meant to choose. <laughs> uh, so it, it does make sense. It is, like, a very hard choice to make for that reason, though. Like, obviously, you... It, it's just baked into your DNA to be like, no, you shouldn't kill yourself. That's bad. Even, like, a situation like this, I feel like no one's dealt with this before. You wouldn't know to be like, oh, yeah, you should probably just kill yourself. If this were, like, yeah. happening in real life, you'd be like, no, we can figure something out. We can get you help. We can get you to a doctor, uh, figure this out. Uh, so, to me, that's what makes it a strong choice is because you, it, it, it is kind of like, you don't want to let her kill herself, but it is probably the better option to do. Yeah, and I I think it was just like I've seen so many zombie things in my life that <laughs> like I know like m- movies and, and whatever that like I know how Lee's this goes. like I get it, I get it. Yeah, so maybe that was me pushing my perspective on the character. Uh, like I <laughs> I am already sort of like it, it sucks, but I understand it can't be how we do this (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh so we have to go ahead and you know yeah but that is why i like it it does kind of make you think about something like that and you can just choose however you see fit um or it's totally not what you meant to do in your case yeah um (laughs) no i (laughs) uh through this whole section i realized i was taking almost no notes uh because i was just i was just watching i was just you know you were just compelled with the story yeah i was uh that's good i like like that. the entire from when they got in the drugstore to when they get out of the drugstore um it's like three notes yeah i mean that's good if you're if you're that into the story and compelled by what's happening you don't really need notes you're going to remember yeah that. i mean i could still forget something easily <laughs> by the time i want to start well recording, i but yeah if if you forget i got you covered i got this whole thing down so all of those choices so far are leading up to this next choice because this is all of them you can tell like they mattered in terms of characterization but they didn't mm-hmm. change that much about actually what happens uh, irene kills herself no matter what um and duck is saved and sean is dead no matter what and i can tell that even though i only saw one version of it i can tell that that's always what would have happened Mm -hmm. um but also because i didn't i still didn't see the other one i am pretty sure this next choice is very legitimate uh yeah so once you once you get back and you have that axe you can get into the um the pharmacy uh, and an alarm goes off. Well, well, hold on, hold on. You're skipping. You're you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. I don't know if I don't know if that's what that phrase means, but uh, we're <laughs> we're we're missing uh, some key stuff. So there's a guy named Doug there. Uh, so Carly went with you to do that at the motel, and then Doug is here. You got to find where the keys to the pharmacy. You don't have to. Oh, what? You just used the axe? Yeah, you just used the axe on the door. Holy shit. That's, I never knew you could do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, in that case, I'll tell you what I did. Okay. So, that's crazy. To, you missed, like, one of the best scenes in the episode. Oh, then. shit. Okay. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> so, um, 
if you talk to Doug, you go outside and you see the walkers walking around. You're gated in by uh, the gate in front of the pharmacy. But um, you see a walker out in the distance. That is Lee's brother. Oh, okay. Lee's brother is like trapped under some rubble. And Lee just knows, like, if the key's going to be anywhere, he's he's probably going to have him. But he's dead, and there's walkers all out there. So you have to uh, you have to distract the walkers somehow. There's a remote in the back room to the TV. Right. Doug can reprogram it to work with the TVs in the shop across the street because it's a universal remote. So he just I reprogrammed. I it. did do the beginning part of this, but I never got the keys. Uh, Interesting. So I, I, I was talking to Doug. I saw Doug reprogram the TV. Um, and then decided that was it. Well, I did that before we went to the motel. So okay. oh, I didn't okay. have the so axe yet, the axe. so I couldn't break the lock. That's so crazy. I never even knew you could do that, just breaking the door. Yeah, so in the back room, Lee finds a picture of his family, and he tears the... Um, he tears the part of him out of the photo because no. he doesn't want anyone to know he's part of this family. Oh, and another part in here happens. Carly tells you, she's like, look, I know who you are. I know you're Lee Everett. I don't care. Uh, that's a quality that might even come in useful in a situation like this. Uh, but don't make my uh, trust uh, misguided. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a classy way of doing that on Carly's behalf. Yeah. And... Uh, so, how did you make Lee react to this? Um, I I think, I don't remember exactly, but I remember I was being polite about that, but I, I did not give away any Same. information I didn't have to. Same. Uh, so, if you tell Carly, you're like, look, I don't want any trouble here either, then she, that lets you know, like, she's on your side. She's, she's warm, she's warmed up to you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that happens here is... Clementine overhears you talking to her. Yeah. And so you have to choose whether or not you want to keep it secret from Clementine. So what did you choose? So Clementine asks, like, did you do it or something like that? She a- she asks if you're a bad person. Yeah, and, uh, well, no, after that, though. Like, she, she asks someone, you you killed someone? Like, like Yeah, she says that lady said you killed someone. And, yeah, and then to that you can say, um... Either, like, yeah, I did, or no, I didn't, or it's complicated. And I said it's complicated because I don't know. Interesting. Was that me deciding so, if I actually did it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just always choose yes. I'm like, look. You always I, choose yes to that? I don't I don't want to lie. Oh. I, I want to. Actually, I don't remember what I chose on my first go. It was so long ago. But I feel like now I choose yes. Maybe it was just because... I saw what happened before and I didn't choose it or what, but at least in the last few times I played it, I chose to tell her. I was just like straight up, look, Clementine, I, I killed this person. I think I chose it's complicated to the next question because she asked like, uh, were they bad? Um, and and then, uh, so yeah, I, I chose that. to tell her. Okay. I chose, well, it's probably because you chose it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. But, um. That's so crazy that this episode can go so differently, even just from that part. So, yeah. So Carly knows who you who you are. Uh, you can choose to be honest with Clementine if you want, 
But that's where you find the remote. Doug reprograms it to turn on the TVs across the street to distract the zombies. And you use that picture you found of the family to tell Doug. Because if you don't have this picture, then Doug's like, uh, how do you know that guy has him? You don't want to, you know, go out there with the walkers and then have him not have yeah. him. Uh, but that picture tells him, look, that guy was an employee who worked here. He probably has keys. And so then Doug's like, all right, yeah, go talk to him. Or go get the keys, I mean. He he doesn't... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want you to talk to him. But you do talk to him since he's your brother. Lee's like... Look, uh, so your brother's a walker. He's just like clawing at you and trying to eat you. Uh, Lee's talking to him in a very, uh, it's very touching. Lee's like, look, uh, I know we, I haven't seen you in a while, but, uh, I know you would have done anything. You would have died for them. So I'm, I'm going to assume that's what happened. Hmm. So it's Lee, it's Lee, uh, just confronting that his brother's dead in a walker now. Uh, so he has to take an axe to his head to get these keys. He has to use the axe to cleave his head in. I just used uh, it on the door. Yeah, that's a lot less. Yes, that's, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't have to deal with any of that yeah. shit. I didn't get closure or anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so that, it's a really good scene and it's crazy to me that you can just skip it, but in a good way. It's It's like they thought out that you can just choose to do it this way if you want. So after that, the alarm goes off. Yes. And I, I presume that they just grab the nitroglycerin while they're in there, but I don't actually see yeah. that happening. Um, yeah, they just figure you got it. Yeah, and, and then you just give it to Larry, who's definitely not gracious about it at all. Uh, <laughs> and, and as the alarm go- is going off, all the zombies are coming in, and the lock on the door is broken now. Um. Oh, what if you use the axe on the pharmacy door and then don't use it on the lock in the front door so it's harder for them to get in? Uh, maybe. That's Ooh. that's interesting. I'll have to look into that. I guess I just do it the same way every time because I'm like, no, <laughs> this is how I see this story playing out. Yeah. So I don't like do other choices. Huh. I don't see the other ways it could play out. So that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. Uh, that's crazy dustin it's so crazy (laughs) uh so so the zombies are coming in and one of them almost gets clementine but you fight it off uh but at one point uh doug is being like this master tactician guy (laughs) a very nerdy way to deal with a zombie apocalypse and carly is this insane sharpshooter which is weird for a journalist but that's what she is um and they're both being like sort of hugged out by these zombies in a way that is visually dressed to look similar to the sean and duck situation uh it's very it's very cool the way they did this and then like it it gives you a lot more time to think about it which i think adds pressure rather than subtracts it yeah, you're like, oh shit, oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. So Doug's being grabbed at from the from the windows by walkers. Carly's also being grabbed at, but she's out of ammo in her gun, mm-hmm. so she's reaching for her purse to get more. So you got to choose which one you're gonna help out. Um. So I think part of it is because I didn't have that moment with Lee's brother, but I just didn't feel as close with Doug as I did Carly. Okay, so you chose. Carly. I chose Carly. 
I also chose Carly. Okay. And I have a friend that me and him, even just this last time playing it a couple days ago, we always... He chose Doug, and we just always argue about it. <laughs> Uh, I was hoping I'm, I'm to like, pick Doug because I know how different it's going to make it, but maybe this is good because we'll be on the same wavelength. I was thinking exactly the same thing like 10 minutes ago. I was like, oh shit, this story could be just go totally in a different direction. Um, well, not totally. Like Each episode still has its... Uh, it needs to stick to a certain story mm-hmm. beat. But um, yeah, uh, I picked Carly, and my reasoning was... Uh, a sharpshooter yeah. is a lot more useful than someone who can reprogram remote controls when the power's probably going to be out in a lot of places. Yeah, I, I think that whole scene with the remote is made to make Doug seem like, oh, this is a really smart tech guy. So if I keep Doug yeah, around, don't that really might be what that. I have. I like I have a guy who can work with yeah. electronics and computers and stuff that I don't know how to work with. That might be important. But at the same time, I think... I think maybe this is also just my perspective rolling in on top of Lee's, where it's like, I'm not fucking impressed by this remote (laughs) thing. (laughs) Like, he memorized all the AV codes so he could reprogram a universal remote. No chance. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, there's no chance that this is actually reflective of being a scientist or something. Like, this is just. Right? When would that ever be important? (laughs) Yeah, meanwhile, Carly's use has been immediately apparent and also she just seems warmer and like a cooler character so i picked right you have that even in that scene with lee's brother it's not like doug it's not like you have a moment with doug about it yeah doug's doug's there but like you have that moment with carly at the both at the hotel but also when she confronts you about who you are you have that moment to connect with her a little more uh you don't really get that with doug even when you do his thing i think it's good that it's not balanced though because what that means is like if you pick doug you really cared about it uh if yeah if you go all the way to doug like you were really sure and then otherwise it's like well yeah of course i'm picking carly so i'm not like doubting my decision that much i'm i'm really living with my decision uh i picked Mm -hmm. the right choice i'm positive about it and uh living with being not blaming the game for letting you go back on a choice is, like, such an important thing that this game has to do. Uh, this game has yeah. to convince you, like, no, it's not that you didn't understand what the choice is. It's not that, like, oh, I thought maybe it would work out differently, like, when it did with Sean. My job is to make it seem like whatever you pick, you are absolutely into. And uh, mm-hmm. and it does that. And it succeeds. And that's, I think, what makes this game stand above the rest of games like this agreed it's so good this is the first like like each episode has like five choices you make that it takes uh you know it takes into account it tells you the totals but i you know each episode really ends with a big choice like this yeah um and it's not all it's not always you know two people you can only save one of them but they really know how to make that last choice part of the climax of the episode. Yeah, and it, it, it works. Uh, after this, they all get loaded into Kenny's truck and they drive to the motel they were just at. And they realize this well, motel is actually like, it has good walls. Well, hold on. You you uh, forgot one little thing. Oh, you're right. Uh, I'm so sorry. 
Yeah, Larry, when you go to run out, so you save Clementine, you save one of the people, and you go to run out too, Larry punches you out. He says, uh, you're not coming with us, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Kenny comes in to save you. He says, no one gets left behind. And then what does he say, Mitch? Uh, especially f- a friend or something like that. That, Did you yes, expect me to know that, that to word for too. word? No, well, because if you don't side, gonna know exactly well, it's it. because it's because if you don't side with Kenny on this episode, if you're on Kenny's oh. bad side, he says he says even if he is an asshole. Oh, okay, interesting. Was that where where you were? Yeah. No, I was especially not a. I was Team Kenny all the yeah, way. Yeah, Team Kenny. Kenny's good. Uh, Larry, yeah, fuck Larry. <laughs> Larry sucks, especially here. You helped him out. You got him his... Pe- the only reason he is alive right now is because of Yeah, me. the alarm happening at all is technically his fault because he needs those pills. Yeah. And he's not even a little helpful about it. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, a surprise who the unweekly guy is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... I mean, he's a good shitty person, though. So that's... Yeah, it makes you want to hate him. I don't think he's, like, badly written. I like that Larry's such a shit face. Yeah, my unweekly guy is closer to Glenn. Um, just because, <laughs> like, I don't like the way that's written. And I that's that's what I want to say get that. I don't like. I get that. Um, but they go to the, the, the motel parking lot and they're just sort of there. And that's, um, that's the episode. You talk to some characters at the end and uh, sort of, like, have a calm down moment. You talked to Carly, and Carly was talking about, like, she had a crush on Doug, and that's bewildering to me, but cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's just because he saved her. <laughs> I think it's one of those, like, my hero sort of thing, where she's, like, she sees something new in Doug because he was so heroic and saved her. Yeah, and there, there was a line earlier where she said, he's kind of cute, like, in a mom's basement sort of way. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of those rare, like, oh, that's the first time that sentence has ever been said, sort of <laughs> moments. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a brand new sentence. That's you don't always in, good job. Carly. You don't always experience something so completely new every day. Uh, <laughs> and at the very end, Larry is like, "Hey, are you trying to like get close with my daughter?" And then you're like, "Larry, <laughs> you're just inventing crazy new problems <laughs> all the time." <laughs> What's going on in your head, Larry? Your daughter, Lily, is one of the people I'm least close to in this group so far. <laughs> like, I, I didn't get close to Lily at all. If anyone, it was Carly. Like, Yeah, <laughs> Carly's great. Um, one thing about Lily, it's not that interesting, but to me it was, like, super interesting when I first played it. So, her name's Lily. She's played by Nikki Rapp. And Nikki Rapp also plays a Lily in Psychonauts. Very interesting, potentially. Yeah, she plays two Lilies. I mean, they're spelt differently and not at all the same character. But wow, what a coincidence. So, um, the, the next time on The Walking Dead plays, it's like a trailer of, of episode two. Uh, Telltale does this often, but what really got me with this was that they were... Showing me scenes of things that could only happen based on my choices in this game. Yeah. Uh, like, they were showing scenes, well, with Carly existing in it. And they were showing scenes with, like, <laughs> um, the uh, Katya. Katya said, 
hey, next time, I don't want a repeat of what happened on Herschel's farm. Next time, you choose the kid. Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, that was like a lot more stern than anything I'd heard from Katya at that point. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You know, I guess. I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're like looking in the dirt, moving your shoulder. Yeah, because I remember yeah, that sorry. means duck. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to save duck. <laughs> 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 oh, you meant duck. I thought, <laughs> no, and that's not I'll happening. save duck if it's a choice to do that or not. I don't think I'll save Chuck <laughs> versus other people. <laughs> <laughs> or duck, not Chuck. Um but uh that's for right now that's where my head's at now i'll I'll try to save him if it doesn't cost much <laughs> <laughs> mitch before we wrap up this episode mm-hmm. uh i want to go back to a choice you made it it really doesn't have anything to do with uh it you know the episode story isn't affected by it or anything but i'm just curious about it let's rewind a little okay. bit so when you're when you're in the pharmacy when you first get to the pharmacy you can look around and find the uh the energy bars. Who did you give the energy bars to? Duck. <laughs> I just thought, you know what? Maybe this will shut him up for a little bit. Yeah, it's true. I did. I did give it to Duck. Well, that, okay. So no one else was hungry. <laughs> that was That's kind of the thing. Like, if it's who do I care the most about, I'm going to give it to Clementine. Easy. But... Yeah, it, that I was about to say it's interesting that you say that because the very first thing Clementine says to you is that she's hungry. When when you talk to her in the in the uh in the pharmacy. Is that true? If you talk to Clementine. Wait, no, the very yeah, first thing says, is that she has to pee. No, I, I have, when when you can choose to talk to her, I mean. Not not like in the cutscene. I think I would have clocked that. I think I dismissed that somehow. I missed that exchange. Yeah, she if you talk if you ask her how she's doing, she'll say, I'm okay, a little hungry though. Okay, yeah, I would have given her it for sure. Also, I found like four of them, so I don't think I gave them all away. Yeah, I only got three, and I gave them to Clementine, uh, Duck, and Lily, just because Lily was pissed off at me at the time, so I figured, here, have an energy bar. The first, so I picked up the energy bar, and then the next person I talked to was Carly, and I noticed that I had an option to give Carly an energy bar, and I didn't realize at this point that you could give them to anyone. So I just thought like, oh, well, I'll do this. I'll exhaust this option. And I try it. And then Carly's like, wait, aren't you supposed to be taking care of a kid? You give it to them. <laughs> and I go, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. You're right. I'm done. That was... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just God, have this stupid. compulsion to offer strangers food. So... <laughs> Uh, so I, I didn't realize you had a big crush on Carly and wanted to get on her good side. Yeah, I guess I accidentally really <laughs> Here, started a crush bar. on Carly through it. Like that's that's my <laughs> Lee right now. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. Clem, uh, she's great. She's she's uh, she's a she's pretty as a picture. Pretty pretty as a cucumber. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I I think that the end of this episode was trying to imply like, oh, I'm going to start a thing with Lily, but like that didn't come across to me at all. Yeah, Lily's very cold to you. Yeah. Um, Especially if you... So, did you tell Kenny to knock out Larry? Yeah. I did too. (laughs) And I think if you do that, that gets Lily... That puts you on Lily's bad side. She's like, that violence with my dad earlier, that didn't help. So, uh, there's two options. There are two choices there. The first one is like... um, Side with Larry violently, side with Larry reasonably, side with Kenny reasonably, side side with 
Kenny violently, and I did Kenny reasonably for the first time. It was like, let's oh, just use okay. reason. Let's use reason here. And then it got bad, and then like I got another choice, and I was given the option to say, Kenny, kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did, too. Um, so, like, I didn't really devolve into violence. I didn't create it when it didn't have to happen. I... It, like we we tried as far as we could, and then we did kick his ass because he was being a a, a real asshole at that moment. Yeah, that's the right way to do. Yeah, it's clearly the correct option. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I like that this game doesn't shy away from making things that where there is a correct and incorrect option. Um, it's not just like all choices, all like ooh, what are you, what are your tastes right now? There's some that I, are like, hey, like... just you know. Think it through. There's a smart way to do this. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like it's good that they do it that way sometimes. I feel like if that was the way it was every time, it would suck. Mm. It would... But, like, there's situations like that where it's like, yeah, obviously this is the best way to do it. But then in when it comes to, like, Doug and Carly, it's like, well, it, just make your choice. One's going to die either way. Have you ever taken Larry's side? No. Never, like, why would anyone? Yeah, but I do want to see if it's possible for him not to punch you when you're trying to leave the, um, the store. That's interesting. I, like maybe I, Kenny I feel punches like that... him instead, and then Larry picks you up. That's possible. That seems like such a big story beat that, oh, yeah, maybe it's possible. I just always do it the same way every time. So, I mean, you totally blew my mind with that thing about using the axe on the door. So, mm. what other stuff am I missing? Yeah, I, I love the idea that you've played through this like five or six times, but you are you don't want to change anything. That's so funny to me. But yeah, I, I get well, it. I totally because, understand. Yeah. You don't want to... I've played Pokemon Red and Blue a lot of times, and I've picked Charmander almost every time, because to me, that's just become the correct choice. Uh, yeah, yeah, like... I, I play it over and over again just because I like the story, and I like how it played out. I love the characters... I don't I don't replay it because I want to see the other ways to do it. I'm like, no, this is what Lee would do. This is exactly how the story plays out. Yeah. yeah. I've seen this story before. The other would be going off script. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Um, so let's head into our segments before we make this, oh my god, it's going to be over two hours. This is very close to the length of the Jurassic Park episode. I'm fine. If there's any game i i don't mind it being long on it's this one there's a lot to talk sure this is a very important episode for us um and of course you listener you get to enjoy that uh i hope that we are um everything you thought it could be the first is golden moment uh what is your golden moment of the episode so i'm the hard thing about this episode is there's lots of potential golden moments Mm -hmm. it's so hard to pick just one so, can I... I'm going to pick two. Just for this one episode. I won't make it a habit. But I have one that's very serious and one that's very funny. Um, I think on the serious side, my golden moment is Lee and his brother, which you didn't get to see. Um, may, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere and you can see exactly how it played out. But I, I just felt like that scene really hit hard emotionally. Uh and it it wasn't like this high pressure thing necessarily because the walkers were distracted by the TV. Lee could just have a quiet moment with his deceased brother and get his feelings out. And I thought that was great. Yeah, maybe I should have seen um, that. 
<laughs> Maybe. Uh, but my other golden moment, the funny one, is when Carly is trying to get the radio to work. Carly doesn't know how a radio works. Yeah, Carly messes so, up this bad twice. <laughs> entire, it's like as wrong as it could possibly be. Because like at first, Lee's like, there's no batteries in this. She's like, what? You know there's no batteries in this. And she's like, uh, yeah. So that's already not a good start. That shows her uh, weakness the, with tech to, to, to maybe, maybe that was done just to put it in context with Doug. Like, yeah. Doug's I mean, good at tech, it, but not the, the shooty stuff. And then uh, Carly is especially not good at tech. So that's interesting. Yeah, and I, I I do think it's a good idea to do that. But at the same time, it's like, so obviously you should pick Carly. Like, yeah. what in a zombie apocalypse, what would reprogramming remotes or anything like that have any help? Well, with? you can get a radio to work because Carly couldn't do that on her own. She put the batteries in backwards. <laughs> I, well, yeah, so not only does it not have batteries at first, you have to you find batteries for her. She puts them in backwards, which is <laughs> strike two. And then <laughs> strike three is the volume is all the way down. It's not turned on, and the antenna is down. Well, I mean, it wouldn't have been turned on any either way because it can't turn on without the batteries. So that... Yeah. Yeah, but the, the antenna, that, that's true, too. Like... None of this is working out for Carly. She's every, the fact that she even gravitated toward the radio when they're all like, "Okay, let's do separate things." is amazing. She was like, "Well, yeah. I'm going to find out what radios are today." <laughs> <laughs> no better time, I guess. Yeah, she didn't look at the radio and say, "What is that thing?" Yeah. <laughs> What's that weird box? Uh Yeah. So what was your golden moment? Mine was the barn with Herschel. Um, mm. because I think that was, that was a very good, that was a really smart way to show how choices work in this game without, mm-hmm. sort of in a safe environment. Um, yeah, I totally agree. But it, it wasn't so safe that it made me feel like, oh, well that choice just didn't matter. It was like, oh, Herschel was like really mad. I felt like that could have gone really wrong. And Herschel was like, don't you see how that could have gone really wrong? You so stupid. you get this now like you get choice choices are something that you have <laughs> you have to know this and it worked it, it worked on me it, it really seemed like a yeah. cool thing especially this is since this is telltale's first time they're doing a game like this i don't know if they do something like that in games that follow but they do it here this is their first time doing a game based around choices so it's letting you know look the choices you make are going to be real important don't fuck them up yeah this scene in the barn to me feels like the mountains in super mario 64 where it's like hey people haven't played a game in 3d yet like this needs to be (laughs) really easy for children who know nothing and they've never played a game in 3d yet uh so we're gonna have every level in this game have some sort of centralized mountain or other kind of weenie sticking out of the ground that they can see from a distance and use to localize themselves so they can they can find out where they are and they can always know where they are in relationship to what they want to find in the level. And it, it's like a very simple thing that they don't put in other Mario games in the future because at that point they're like, okay, people know how to play 3D games. It, that, yeah, you get yeah, it. That, 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 that's fine. Uh, and this scene in the barn really feels like that for this style of choice making. Like, hey, 
were you lost making those choices before? Were you just picking words that felt good to say? Because now you are dealing with a ramification of that. And it's okay. We're going to like let you off the hook this time. But you understand now. That was real. Like, this can get bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good golden moment. I think golden moments for this series are going to be very interesting. Because I think just about all of these episodes are just packed with potential choices for that. Like, almost any scene could be a golden moment. Yeah, there's... I want to say this is maybe the first game we've even talked about that has, like, this level of game design that um, is discussable on a podcast. This is is a really smart thing. Yeah, I mean, we've been... Yeah, we've been discussing all the choices we make, how they differ. It's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, My weekly guy was Lee. I cheated and said Lee and Clementine. I think both make very strong, very good first impressions in this episode. You know, at this point, I'm not, like, completely in love with Clementine yet. I see where it's going. I'm sure I'll get there. Uh, I like her, but, like, I'm not... I haven't made that emotional connection just yet. I feel ya. I get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I will in the future. Uh, yeah. As, like, when you s- spend more time with a character, obviously, you're gonna... You'll get more attached to them. So our new segment and our final segment is uh, something we've been cooking up called the choice cut. Oh, serve that one on a plate. Yeah, it's always an exciting time for the Telling the Tale podcast when we get a new segment. And choice cut is just that. It's both a segment and new. This is where we're going to talk about our favorite choice in the game. Uh, this is something we can really only do for these choice-based narrative adventure games like The Walking Dead Forward. We haven't been able to do them yet because uh, there's been no particularly important choices. Uh, But now there are, and my choice cut for this week's The Walking Dead was definitely saving Sean or Duck. That was my favorite choice in the game. That's a great one. It definitely... uh... It's like you were singing its praises earlier. It makes a very, uh, I don't want to, I'm, I'm using the phrase strong first impression a lot in this episode, but I guess it makes sense since that's exactly what this episode does. Like overall. Yeah. Like the choice between Carly and Doug is obviously the one that people are going to like remember and talk about more. And I think that's true and, and good. And that's the important choice to make in terms of your progression through the game and in, in next episode. But this uh, Sean slash Duck choice is critical in making that choice feel like anything. Because otherwise it's just like, I don't know, I liked her more, so I picked her. Uh, But with this Sean and Duck choice, like, you're you're primed just enough to really know this is important. And Yeah, it it, it lets you know that this choice will affect this story... And just going forward, this is a big choice that affects the world around you. Um, if they save that for last, it would just be like, uh, yeah, okay. So, Dustin, anything else about this episode you want to bring up before we wrap it up? Um, Let me look in my notes. I got uh, Doug just got eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I noticed in the back room when you're talking to Clementine, um, you know, Lee and Clementine are kind of getting to know each other. But there's one point where she gets really upset, and 
Oh, wait. Was this... Actually, I might be getting it confused. This might be at the end at the motel when you're talking to Clementine. Because... Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is at mm-hmm. the end. Because uh, Glenn accidentally takes her walkie-talkie. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she says, that was, I used it to uh, talk to my parents sometimes. And she says, and now they're gone. Uh, then she corrects herself. She says, it's gone. Yeah. So I think subconsciously she's she's kind of putting together that her parents probably are not in a good spot right now. Yeah. Um, and that, I feel like that's legitimately heartbreaking, seeing this cute character. She is, even if she's not, like, aware like saying it out loud deep down she probably knows her parents are no longer alive yeah for me it's more sad when she doesn't understand that yet so i was actually happy for her in Mm -hmm. that moment even though like yeah that's really tough to realize that is going to be extremely difficult for you but i think living is going to be easier after this yeah i get that but also i i feel like it's one of those things where I don't think she's quite put it together 100% yet. I think she, it, it's kind of stirring around in the mm-hmm. back of her head, and that's why she said it. But it, it really seems like she still wants to have that hope. But yeah, in the back of her mind, she she's like, oh, they're zombie food. They're out of here. Yeah, yeah um, every chance I was given to make Lee say something to her about her parents, I mostly didn't say anything one way or the other, and I was just trying to like, hey, you know, let's think about the task at hand. Let, let's focus on this. You, but I did yeah, one you can time. choose. Oh, okay. What well, was it? it's when they were leaving her house and Clementine said, mm-hmm. what if they come back? And I knew I would never do this again and before or after. But I, I felt that if I were Lee, I would be like, I got to get her out of this house. So I just have to say they won't. They won't come back. Uh, you'll, I, I, was, That's I, I was hoping I was leaving it open because I didn't know exactly what Lee's going to say. The choices are like sort of the words he says, but sometimes he expands on it in a way that like, oh, I didn't plan for that. Um, but I was hoping that I would make a choice of like, no, they won't come back. They'll figure out where you are or something like that. Just, just get her to not think about this house because you super yeah. can't be here. So if if you say the other thing... Uh, Lee says, I think that might be a while. And she's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another note I have. Uh, so, like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, I don't think this is a series we can do our linguistic gymnastics right. on. But, that being said, I did have, there was a funny exchange that I really liked. Okay. Um, so it's when you're co- talking to, uh, it's when Clementine and Katya are talking to, on Herschel's farm and, uh, you know, you're talking to Katya about her job. Oh, I know you this ask one. Clementine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ask Clementine what grade she's in. Uh, she says she's in first grade. You ask, uh, uh how is it? She says, it's easy. And Lee says, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. That was great. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. It's first grade, dude. What are you learning? Like letters? <laughs> oh, nice. You're learning what sound a cow makes. Uh, very, really cool. Yeah. And then like put that together with the fact that his previous job was as a professor of history and like writing and stuff. Uh, so That's he's true. really thinking yeah, like, he... well, yeah, I know. It, you want, it, it, I, I do the hard stuff. <laughs> You're a kid. Obviously. <laughs> 
You're in first grade. You don't even know. You have no idea. I make these students write so much. <laughs> but I, I do feel like that kind of helps in saying, oh, no, Clementine is like a smart first grader. Mm-hmm. She's she's saying, oh, yeah, this class is easy. And it, it probably this speaks is- more to Lee and his inability to, like, talk to a kid. Yeah. Like, of, yeah. it's easy. Like, yeah, dude, it's first grade. <laughs> obviously it's easy i mean have you tried second grade <laughs> you should try third grade your mind's gonna be blown <laughs> uh yeah that's one thing i do really like about uh the walking dead is it's not like a total bleak shit show you do have your up moments you have moments where characters can say funny likable things mm-hmm. Uh, you have reasons to like these characters beyond they're in a shitty situation. And it, it does go a long way to make these characters likable in a world where these characters would probably not be very likable. Yeah, after I was wondering how I'd feel about these characters, and I'm very happy to say I do care, uh, because I didn't in yeah. Jurassic Park, mostly because I just don't think that's it's written very well for that. Clementine makes the daughter in Jurassic Park look like shit. <laughs> Even at the time, what was her name? Jesse or whatever? Jess, yeah. Jess. She sucks. <laughs> the whole time when right. playing it, I was like, these are just the most like typical like teenage girl things for this character to say. And Clementine's like, she's she's a character. She's very sweet. I want to protect Clementine. With Jess, I was like, I don't care. She steals smokes. Clementine wouldn't steal smokes. That's true. That does make her better. Um, like as a person i uh i was talking more like about everything that we've covered so far though like i i don't care about the characters in jurassic park but i also kind of didn't in back to the future and even in sam and max like i care about sam and max in that i like Mm -hmm. them as characters but i don't the 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 sad moments in Sam, sam and max did exist and i don't think they really hit me that hard this time um and all of the other characters in sam and max like oh well you can live and die or that that's fine either way whatever's funniest that'll work um yeah sam and max is about the humor you don't if something bad happens to a character then it's usually for comedic purposes like sybil just totally just getting shit on in moai better blues um it's like, well, we need to do that to to progress the story. Or even in uh, Abe Lincoln Must Die, when you have her show up to the presidential debate trying to get with Abraham Lincoln, and he's just like, I've never seen this woman in my life. And Sybil goes running off crying. It's like, all right, well, that puzzle's yeah, done. Yeah, well, I'm frustrated about <laughs> Abe Lincoln in that moment, but I'm not, like, sad for Sybil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Abe, you suck, but Sybil, you're you're whatever. You're gonna be yeah, fine. Yeah, you're all you're all, you're always landing on your uh, little cat feet. Yeah, I I love the characters in Sam and Max, but it's just not the kind of game where you have where you feel for the characters and want them to be okay. It was getting more melodramatic as it went on, though. Like in season three of Sam yeah. and Max, it really hit on some some characterful moments, and those I don't think hit with nearly as much humanity as even just this one episode of walking dead yeah Uh, i i do think they hit for what they were at the time i was like oh yeah i don't want to see sam sad that max is dead i don't want that but just because of the world it is and the kind of game it is you're more 
fine with it than you would be like i don't really want any of these characters besides larry to die yeah yeah no i'd be fine with larry dying that's fine that's allowed (laughs) yeah you can just you can have that one we'll give you larry and you can leave everyone else alone so that's been our show uh i think we can safely say we liked it Uh, yeah i love this game yeah i can't wait for you to play the rest i'll do it probably in a week yeah i guess i will wait yeah uh, so Dustin, in the meantime, where can people find you? People can find me online on twitter.com and Instagram at amazing DJ Dustin. It's spelled exactly how you think it is. Um, but Mitch, where can they find you? They can find me on twitter.com slash the wolf FM. That's at symbol T H E W O L F E F M. Make the choice to go do that. Yeah, do that. Um, and until next time, we'll see you later. See, uh, I said Nader, like the presidential campaigner. Uh, <laughs> see you later. Take is two. What I really wanted to say. Here, I'll say it. I'll say it to make up okay. for it. See you later. <sighs>